Number one, you mischaracterize uh, what I said. I didn't say that white people couldn't talk about race. Quite the contrary. Um, we think that race is an authentic uh, discussion to have. It's one we're having tonight because it's one many of you are talking about at home. And it's one that has clearly entered the Atlanta mayor's race. And that's why behind the scenes, my colleagues and I, mm -hmm. white and black, um, we decided, hey, let's go for it, right? Because we do try to keep it real here. And I think we do a very good job of it. Um, so I think when arguing with somebody, you have to be careful not to miss characterize their viewpoint so i won't mischaracterize your view either kathy ray i get it on december 5th 2017 you think it's okay to call this journalist a nigger i don't but i could clap back and say a few things ah! to you but instead i'll let your words kathy ray speak for themselves and that'll be the last word Okay. I'm going to tell you this. I love it. <laughs> See, here's what a lot of people, before I make that statement, a lot of people don't understand that black people have been forced to live in two worlds. And so since I can live effectively in the white man's world, don't think I have forgotten where I came from. I can still serve you. Listen. She was let, because when that voice started making that corner, it, it was all over. What I could do is... I could clap back. Like you said, when she went to the praying yeah. hands, but she pointed them at you like a weapon. Kathy Ray's best bet was that that was an email and not a face-to-face. -face. Oh, God. Delete your Facebook. Delete, delete it all. I think somebody, from what I read, Black Twitter had already found her. Oh, they move quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if the CIA was smart, they'd use Black Twitter to find anybody. Listen. They'll find oh my you. Gosh. They will... And if you do anything that is unseemly towards any, you know, any injustices toward, you know, uh, uh, an ethnicity that is marginalized, <laughs> you're done. It doesn't even have. I mean, I wish I could hire black Twitter for all of my clapbacks. You see what they were doing to Terrence Howard? Oh, yeah. Oh my, like, why? What did he do? <laughs> like, you don't even have to deserve it in black Twitter. We're will, like destroy your They'll whole life. They'll find you. They found out where people work. And it didn't even have it on, it was nowhere listed on social media. So how are you finding these people's jobs? And they've gotten people fired too. <laughs> is it a team? Like I've asked this before, is, are, do they take internships? Where can I apply? I don't know. I, I just love to learn because they, Black Twitter will get you together in 0.3 seconds. But here, here's the moral of the day. <laughs> don't call me a nigger. Yeah. It's just not. And then the lady misspelled it like. Niger, the country in Africa. Dumb, 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 dumb. It just, you, you can't even, if you're going to use a racial slur, at least have passed eighth grade English. Do you know, or, well, not even eighth grade. Can you spell? No. Did you pass spelling? That's no. my concern. She didn't, point. she didn't pass anything. <laughs> And and got clowned on that. Now, well, now it's international television. It's international. Oh, Kathy Ray will go down as the dumbest racist to ever walk the planet. I mean, the name alone just sounds. Oh, you it's Kathy Ray, Mississippian, Alabamian, <laughs> you know, backwoods. I voted for Donald Trump three times, even though you can only vote for him right. once. All right, so no more of that. I just I'm gonna leave it there. 
She did everything for us. You are listening to Mutual Matters Radio. This is Dan the Man Thomas. I'm the lovely Helen Collins. Where what matters to you, you know, it matters, matters to, us. to us. Yes. You know, and I'm going to say this real quick before we get into the show. I heard you singing last week. I didn't comment about it because it was too much. Thank you. Wow. You know, that that honestly, it really means a lot coming from you. Yeah, I I wasn't wasn't finished, but. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just keep on blessing them. I will. You'll get there. Yeah, speak on it. It's always, you, you, like, if you're, if you're singing for 20 seconds, you'll do like 15 good seconds and then just. Oh. It'll just okay. go somewhere crazy. That lets me know that's progress. Are you gonna drag me like maybe, on maybe, our like live on our show? Maybe they will accept you on the praise team. Wow! Because don't y'all have like a front line praise and then the back people? It, hey, I, guess what? Guess what, what I did? Oh what? wait, I'll wait till you ask me. Because that's because that's that's how you know who can't really sing. Like people who have their own mic versus people. I don't really want to stay. I don't really want to go, go. I can tell, I can tell you listen to R&B. Because whether you're singing gospel or not, it's an R&B feel. That's, oh, yeah. Oh, that's all course. it is. Okay, so are you done dragging me? Because I'd like to ask you about your week. Yeah, ask me about my week. Okay, how was your week, sir? You know what? Uh, it was self. a blur, really. So I, what did I do? Oh. about to be like you okay so sunday night i left after we did the show i got on the plane that's why i can't remember i got got on the plane to go to san antonio and i got into san antonio about 5 36 it was great i had to get a lift from the that company name is so funny to me because i did get a lift from lift so you're supposed to laugh that's okay Uh, so got to the airport (laughs) Uh, got to the the hotel, excuse me, and our boss got to give her kudos for this. Had a stain in the Hilton Palacio, which is on the Riverwalk in San Antonio. Oh, I was so tired though that they went out, and this is what they do, you know, it's the culture. And I don't have there's nothing wrong with. They went out for drinks. They was texting me the whole night where I was. I woke up about nine o'clock, realized I hadn't slept. I mean, I hadn't eaten, so I was just like, well. I missed y'all. I was going to be drinking orange juice anyway, <laughs> making y'all think it had something else Not in it. Not me. You know? So, <laughs> uh, just enjoyed the first week in the house. Still a few boxes to let stuff out of. At least the couch is in there. You know, that's that's in there. But it, it's, it feels pretty good uh, to be there. Uh, we'll see how I feel when I pay this first mortgage payment right. in January. And I can make it happen. You know, if I skip a few McDonald's, you know, what a burgers, I'll be good. That was my week, though. I, I didn't really do anything but work. I was just grinding. Now, that you could have just said that. You could have just been like, I was out here. I'm a storyteller. See, but you go, you you get it, you get on me, and I'm just so simple. I'm quick with it. So, here was my week. Number one, I had fun. I went to a family's house. We had drinks. Um, wouldn't say we got turned, but There's we always enjoyed some our drinks. night. Always some drinks. <laughs> Um, so that was good. I, um, went on a couple interviews. Hopefully, uh, we'll have a call back Monday for the position. And, um, let's see, you know, just enjoyed 
um, my time off, <laughs> if you can call it that. And I'm ready to, you know, get back into the workforce. Also today, I just want to make a statement. I just want to say this for everyone out there in the airwaves. Listen to me right now. Do you say the airwaves no or airwaves? Air, airwaves. There oh. is no harder song on the face of the earth. And yes, I'm going to say it. Than Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson scream. Harder go, to sing. Go and listen to the song and, and tell me that it does not just get you all the way together. That's it. That was my week. Um, I'm excited about this week's episode. You have episode. to explain that. What do you mean? It's just the it's a it's the best song. Okay, but that, 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 them, that, right. You talking about God the thing? Yeah. Are you talking about like the uh, the no music version or just period? Uh, period. The, the, what, now the acapella. You talking about you talking, talking about going harder? That's what you mean? Or harder? Don't to confuse this. Sim- I'm not. It's it's simple. It's 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 the. Then this is why we have to have a. This happens all the time. This I this I will say this to my dying day. Women are not as clear as they think okay. they are. Okay. So what did you mean by hard? Oh, I know I'm right. I mean, just listen to the song. Do I got to play the song? Let me say harder to sing. What do you mean? No, not harder. No, it goes hard. You know the phrase. Oh, go. okay. What you said is okay. Well, it most people different. understood. Most, most people I got it. I bet you he didn't. And he's just not uh, going to say nothing now because he's a guest. Well, can we, can we, are we going to move on and introduce our guest or are you just going to keep reading me for filth? All right. We'll leave that debate for another time. You just work on clarity. Uh, excuse you. Just being clear. But on to better news. We have a very, very special guest in the studio with us today, and that is none other than TJ Calhoun. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going well, on, guys? I am excited for you. This. Can't come in like one of them rappers. What's up? What's up? <laughs> I give you like that great. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. What up? Everybody? Oh no, I, I I know I know come what he, I know what he needs. He needs to <clears throat> give an honor to God. <laughs> Uh, saints and friends, <laughs> right? <laughs> you probably get kicked out this room doing that. <laughs> well, I am so happy that you, you came on to do the show. Um, I'm excited to hear your commentary on the many man. subjects we have here. Man, I'm glad to be here, man. I, I, I love what you guys are doing with the podcast. This is totally awesome. Thank you. We appreciate that. Definitely appreciate the support. So, Positive feedback gives us, because uh, you know, we quit every week. <laughs> It's right. the last one. Yeah. I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> yeah, you you are actually a really big encouragement. I've told you that. Um, so uh, you have a special uh, discussion question that we'll get to second half of the show for Speak On It. That was just a taste. Um, so let's get into what matters to you. Um, R. Kelly's homes were burglarized, both of them, in Atlanta. By a close friend. Robert. That's probably the worst part about it. Is that it's a close friend. And I know, like, I know I can't feel bad for him. But I'm just thinking, like, if this was my stuff. And, like, my, like Dan, you just, like, knew where I left my spare key and decided to take all my stuff. I would be, like, furious. Like, but it's R. Kelly. I mean, Wasn't the stuff taken with a movie van? Yeah. See, that's, that's where he, uh, that's just bad. He thought this through, like this was planned. There was strategy behind this. I'm trying to figure out how these little girls that he was leaving in this house didn't take all that stuff. You know, where are the girls? Right. With the movers. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's where they are. 
I mean, you know what? And I'm struggling. And please forgive me. I'm struggling to feel bad for R. Kelly. I'm not. For, for a number of reasons. Because I really don't. Nah. At this point. Because the same things that the black community is getting mad about as it concerns Trump, Harvey Weinstein, uh, Mr. Moore, who's Talk running for uh, you know, another Senate seat. All these things are happening, but we still we still fool with this guy. Why is that? When you say we, you mean color. The, the yeah, black, black community, yes. Okay. Yes. Didn't he just have a sold out show in Oklahoma City? Uh from what I understand. Um, I was speaking to a coworker. I actually posted something about that on Instagram. I was speaking to a coworker, and she was talking about she couldn't get tickets to the show. And I'm like, now all of this that's going on with sexual harassment and all of this, you know, putting all of these people out in a in the media for doing inappropriate things. And R. Kelly is still selling out shows, and I don't understand. Somebody I help me out know. with that one. I I do like to step in the name of love. You know, shoot me. Now, but, see, that's old R. Kelly. That's that's like after he had been put out there on Front Street and he was, you know, I need help and yeah. you saved me. And yeah. he tried to, you know, he he tried it. He tried yep. it. He tried it. And then he, 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 you know, he reinvented himself and came out with the whole. Uh, kind of swagged out, grown man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we found out later on. Earlier this year, that it never stopped. Right, right, right. right. So he pulled the wool over. I, I, right. I hear you throwing him a bone. But he, <laughs> he never stopped. Yeah, I mean, I guess in plain terms, we just can't support. We can't support this guy after Robert. everything. We just can't. Yeah. Um, let's move on. So, in other music news, your girl Patty Labelle. I don't actually. Let me rephrase. I don't feel like with Patty Labelle, you can say your girl. Like I feel like you have to put some respect yeah. on. So so Miss Patty LaBelle. She's a trailblazer. <laughs> right. Um, is kind of under fire for uh confirming that Luther Vandross was indeed gay. So I'll ask both of you, do you think it was unfair or like not her place to tell his truth, even though we kinda already knew? Was it unfair for her to confirm that to the world? With him being dead, I mean, I I personally wouldn't have done it, um, especially if that's somebody I considered a friend. Um, they're not really here to speak their own truth, so I I wouldn't feel like it was my place to speak for them. I mean, if if her and if her and Luther was on that level, then you know, it is what it is. But I I don't think I would have done it. Dan, I'm on both sides of it now, because when a person is a legend. You want to keep the legend as it is. Maybe it would have been better to keep people wondering. I mean, there were rumors, a lot of rumors. And then, of course, obviously, there's more than her who know that it was a real, that he yeah. was. I mean, there's, but the fact but that no she. no one's ever said anything. Yeah, and they. To, to our knowledge. And the guy just flat out asked her. Hey, you know. And, and the way he asked her was kind of a tricky way to me. Because he, he was saying, you know, you, you being close to Luther you know, were you one of the few that knew he was gay? So he comes off as asking her, hey, I know he's gay. It was a trick question. It was definitely a trick question. It was a trick question. So I think I got to give her a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because he didn't just come out and say, hey, you know, we heard these rumors for years that, you know, that he was gay. Great mm -hmm. journalistic pivot. I mean, mm -hmm. he, he did it right. So maybe if he would have asked like that, she probably been like, I'm not going to tell you that. Yeah. But I think he, he got her. Yeah. 
and she's like 89 anyway. So, uh, you know, it could have. You trying to call her senile? Is that right. <laughs> yeah, you, you say to... she still look good, like I'm going to holler at her or something. She don't look nah. that good. I mean, no, no, nah. no, 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 no. Oh. Nah, definitely. Not. I mean, in the. Oh, she ain't in that level yet. Nah. She, well, she passed that level. Yeah. Well, she still looks good for her age, I mean. Don't come for Patty, okay? Um, hmm. Anita's better. Oh, yes. Oh, I'll yes. agree with that. Oh, Ms. I have Baker? no issues with Ms. that Baker? statement. Oh, yeah. Man, timeless, timeless. Um, I, I'm trying to decide. I really don't know what I want to. I guess you guys can talk about LeVar. I have nothing to say about this guy. You LeVar. pull your kids out of school. Oh, man. Okay, here, here's, yeah, I heard here's, about here's that. what I will say. About LeVar. I love him as a father. But he has proven that every crazy move he's made, he's been three steps ahead. And he lets people say, hey, man, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. And then when he gets to where he's going, they're like, oh, we see what you're doing. So he hasn't been wrong yet. So I'm trusting that he's had some talks with his boys about playing European ball. And maybe he's even had some underground talks with some NBA execs who don't want to reveal that they've had it. I don't think he makes moves as rash as they look on the surface. That's so what was his thought. reason for pulling his kids out of school? One of, them, one of them is still in high school, a junior in high school. Well, he pulled out LaMelo because he didn't like to coach. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Straight up. that's what I heard too. Yeah, so. okay. he, he didn't like to coach. We know about LiAngelo. LiAngelo, you know, whom Donald Trump saved, which he really didn't. But anyway, <laughs> he, he came back and he was suspended for an entire year. So he wasn't going to... For he, stealing. Yeah, he wasn't going to get to nothing. play until next year anyway. But uh, LeVar didn't like the way the school handled it. So he pulled him out of UCLA because of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, maybe. I don't agree with the pulling out of UCLA because that's a big-time education. I mean, any one of us, hey, move to LA. Free school. UCLA. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm going to UCLA. Why? But so far, LeVar has proven that it's a move that he doesn't want to tell you about, and it's leading to something else. So I'll give him that for right now. So LiAngelo didn't have a, a chance for the NBA anyway, right? Probably Is, not. That the situation? Wise, probably not, to be honest. Nah. He he was kind of awkward. He, LiAngelo's more of a of a model pretty boy kind of dude. Yeah. And I heard he's done some modeling in the past. Okay. So he probably was on that way. LaMelo yeah. has got From game. what I've seen, the oldest one, was it? The one that's in the league now, Lonzo and Lamelo were the two that, that actually really had NBA had NBA, talent. NBA talent. Okay, legitimate NBA talent. Yeah, yeah. So Lamelo and what Lamelo might have really just uh, canceled out his chance to have uh, being a, uh, go to college anyway because he started on his own shoe, and there are strict rules about having your own uh, shoes, products, mm-hmm. and he got an agent too already. He's not supposed to have that. Uh, so he was already. So why don't it's just getting on my nerves? Like, so y'all not gonna follow none of the rules? Y'all just gonna? And and he would argue with you that the way people got great is they broke all the rules. That's true. I mean, if 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 I'm just being honest, a lot of the vibe I get from Lavar is very is very kind of Joe Jacksony minus the minus the uh, <laughs> the, the whoopings. Well, it's like he's and and people said a lot of the same things about Joe, and then the Jackson Five blew up, and it was kind of like, well, oh, I we mean, he's now. crazy, he but him. he maybe he, he's not that crazy, you know? Right. So I, I don't think know. He does the crazy stuff 
to stay in the news while he does all his real stuff behind the scenes. I guess there's a give and a take. Like anytime you're going to be great and you're, you're going to have that kind of legacy, there's always some behind the scenes demons, you know, mm-hmm. you got to get, take one with the other. So, okay. Um, well, we know, have you watched any of the shows on Facebook? Watch? Ew, no, my husband watches it. It annoys me. I have to watch him though. <sighs> I, I like LeVar. LeVar, is, he's entertaining. <laughs> he's, in, he's very entertaining. He's entertaining. he's entertaining. My husband likes it. I'm like, why? I don't understand. Why are you watching this? But I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not a sports girl. That's why. <laughs> so I, I, I could care uh, less. Let's see. So I guess I'll call this in uh, police brutality news. Multiple stories here. Some. PBN. So yeah, PBN, <sighs> police brutality news. Some good stories, some some not so great stories. I don't know where you want to start with this, but well, here's the thing: if you've seen the videos about what five minutes long of the guy, he's in the hotel room. Oh my god! Which one are we talking about? We're talking about what is his name? Shane. Okay, Daniel oh, Shaver. Yes, yeah, Shaver. I'm sorry. You look at the video. I mean, if you walk around a corner, you're going to your room, and a dude has a semi-automatic weapon. Man, don't move, man. If you make, I, I mean, you're you're scared out of your wits. Man. There's no way you can't move. Man. Okay, so break this down for me and the listeners, because I I can't watch another video like this. So what is this? I, what's the situation? I agree. I also like I got, like I saw the shouting and I immediately like I don't even I don't even know where this is gonna go. But I couldn't I couldn't finish it either. So I don't necessarily know how it well, ends. Well, let me let me let me say this first, and then I'll backtrack. As a cop, if you're afraid of a man who has been deemed unarmed, you don't need to be a police officer. Yeah. So all this fear-mongering, oh, I was in fear for my life. I, you know, what was he going to pick up? A piece of carpet and throw it at you? And so so he's sitting here, he's telling them don't move because apparently some investigation is going on and the guy is shaking. Mm-hmm. He's visibly shaking because he's afraid. He's got this. He comes around the corner and the, the cop starts yelling at him. And when you, it, what's so crazy I can't say it. You have to go look at it. The cop has an obscenity uh, plastered on his gun. I did read that in the article. Yeah, he, I didn't watch the video, but I did so, read that you in know, the article. And I guess it's just to remind him, just go read the articles on it. You'll see. What's wh- the name of the, the, the young man that was shot and killed? That's what I'm trying to remember uh, right now. I can't remember. It's we'll put a, it in the show notes. Yeah. Well, it is, and so, he's, he, first of all, he's got this dude on his knees. Uh, first, he was face down, and he's got him on his knees. And you know when you're in a position, like if you're sitting down too long or if you're standing too long, if your body begins to buckle under pressure because you're not used to being in that one, one position still. And so then the guy, not grabbing for anything, kind of loses his balance, mm-hmm. and then the dude just shoots him. Yeah. Let me let me also throw this in there. Um, I don't know if y'all, either one of y'all knows, but I'm I'm prior military. So from from that mindset, I, the way these officers, some of these officers are being trained is just totally, totally, totally ridiculous. They're, they taught us in the military now. Now, this is the military that unless you were fired upon or there was imminent threat that you were going to be fired upon, you were not authorized to kill anyone. You are not authorized to use deadly force. So what that looks like is if, I'm, if I have my weapon and someone else has a weapon, regardless of like I said, they can have a weapon. Now, if they're not aiming that weapon at me, I'm, I'm not authorized to kill that person. 
So seeing all of these officers shooting people that are unarmed, don't even have weapons, is ridiculous to me. And I can't, like, I don't, I don't see how there's any justification for it. I feared for my life just doesn't make sense to me in that situation. I, I don't understand. I really don't. Like, it's crazy. There, there, because it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. It, it, it like, doesn't it's, make sense. It's a, it's a total. It's totally ridiculous for that to be acceptable. Yet, time and time again, it holds up in court. Even with the Mike Brown case, you know how when you get shot and the angle uh, with with your shot, they can look and tell what position you are in. Mm-hmm. You know, forensics are incredible uh, these days. So even when you look, you go back to St. Louis and Mike Brown, his testimony about him reaching into the car to pull the cop out of there, they were like, no, there's no way that could have happened because from where he was shot, they said he had to have been shot in his back Mm -hmm. because the bullet went through, all the way through from the back to the front. And there were about seven or eight witnesses that said that Mike was walking away from the cop. The cop, as he's walking down the street, pulls up on the curb. Pursues him. Jumps out the car. Get on your knees. All this kind of stuff. Mike Brown never approached the car. Never approached car. Then we've got video evidence of the guy who went into the store, punked a convenience clerk, walks out. You look at his shoes. Mike Brown's got on different shoes. And they tried to say that that was him, right? But it wasn't him. And everybody in They'll the neighbor, do everybody in the neighborhood was like, Mike just came out of his apartment. So, but it was probably black folks saying that, and you know, our <laughs> word ain't no good because we are liars and thieves and criminals and. Man. Remember I told you a few weeks ago when I was on the plane uh, coming back from Phoenix and there was a, a white lady uh, that was sitting next to me. Very nice lady. Uh, she's in pharmaceuticals. She's a pharmaceuticals manager, which means she probably makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> she used to live in Philadelphia. And her words to me were this. She said, you know, when I lived in Philadelphia, and there's a lot of black people in Philadelphia, she said, it seems like black people didn't want to talk to me. Hmm. Uh, yeah. That's and strange. I wonder why (laughs) and I knew why she was asking me she was asking me she wanted a response from me so actually it wasn't a question it was a statement and I said well there's probably a few reasons number one they didn't want to I just want to give you the skinny two they didn't know that they could number three they didn't know if they should boom and I said you have to understand that there's a I said, so black men not talking. I said, because let's just go ahead and put it out here. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. Okay. Black men know when they meet a white woman that likes black men automatically. Yeah. Am I right? Hey. You, ain't, you can tell. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't, you don't, I, you listen. Woo! I, mean, I don't even have to say anything to you. <laughs> I can see you can be coming out the other dorm across the, I can tell. So those are the white women we don't have no problems with. I said you probably They'll still get you in trouble though. Let's yeah. let's I know them the there. ones that will get you in trouble. <laughs> I know those are the ones. Them the ones that will get you in trouble. Right. But I told her so when we start working through the timeline of events that have happened in America, here's what she said to me. She said, "You know what? I've always been taught that it was just so long ago, but I guess it hasn't been that long." So you see the brainwashing. She's thinking that it's just been so long ago when I really explained to her that in terms of voting and civil rights, man, that you know, state compliance really didn't come to like 1978. And I told her that's when I was born. And so she was just like, I've never thought about that that way. Because she lives in an entirely different world. 
Okay, so let me backtrack real quick. I used the name Daniel Shaver earlier in regards to this new story about this unarmed guy. That was the wrong name. We don't have we don't have his name, but I'll put it in the show notes for Please the young do. man that was. I mean, you know, let's definitely say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, was he? I know it, it shouldn't matter, but he's a white guy. Yeah, okay. he was, yeah. He was white. He was a father. Um, it's terrible. Oh, he was just man. going back to his hotel room. See, this stuff don't make no sense. These guys. They don't even. It's almost like they're getting paid for this. It's it's, it's real weird to me. So, <clears throat> the officer that shot uh, Walter <laughs> Walter Scott, which you guys remember, that was the guy in the neighborhood that was running yes. away from the yeah yeah running away right. from the police officer right. and was gunned down from right. the back. And then he and then he tried to plant something on him. I remember that one. Okay, so thank God um, he was found. That officer was found guilty of murder this week. Yeah. Shout out to uh, South Carolina for that. Yeah. Hopefully that starts a trend of really prosecute, Here, here's prosecute the problem, these though. officers. Yeah. And I know people, y'all just ain't satisfied with nothing. He only um, got he only got 20 years. I, I do I do have to agree with that. He like, only got 20 years. Why didn't he get life? I Yeah. Oh. I have he, to agree he, with that. The video is clear. He never even tried to pursue the man. Nope. He just stood there and shot. So why don't you? That's murder. This is this this kind of stuff gives me goosebumps because this is like real. Like people are literally yeah. being murdered. Yeah. And it's okay. It's totally acceptable. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Somehow, some way, if I get in a tussle like that, I'll have a prison ministry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not dying that day. Some, I'm just not dying. Man, this is like I, I hate I hate talking about this stuff, but I feel like we need to because yeah. the moment that we let up off of it, like it's not still a big deal, um, then we we can't afford to go back to. And when I say we, I mean all of the world, not black people, because we know this has been happening. But the world, we can't afford to let up. But what was the politician this week? I can't remember his name. Who said that, you know, uh, times were better, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago. And he said. What? This is what he said. And I can't remember his name. He said, even though this is his statement. He said, even though we had slavery, the country was more united. Ah. 50, 60 years. Well, that that's he wrong twice about that. Slavery, the country was more united. Let's take a detour real quick. Because now that you brought up politicians, okay. Why are we inviting? What's the name? Is that Roy Moore? They oh, were yes. the, the child molester and the creep and the weirdo and the freaking predator that we're inviting to come and speak at our churches. Why is that still happening? Oh, oh, I got one better for you. Uh, so not only that, I, I saw they were having a roundtable discussion. I believe this was on. Don't get me wrong. I want to say it was sixty minutes or something, but. They were talking to people in the state of Alabama, and a man actually argued or agreed with uh, Roy Moore saying that, well, my great-grandparents were married at 14 and 13, so I I don't see anything wrong with it. And I'm like, bruh, bruh, like, are you serious right now? That is the most disgusting thing. It's ignorant and stupid. It makes me want to cuss. Like this, this grown man is signing high school, middle school girls yearbooks saying like, what? 
Like, why how is that you, okay? Why are we inviting? What What do you have to say to our congregation? And here's the thing: people were married earlier back then. The reason why it changed is because they saw how teenagers were being done. Like a lot of people don't even know. It's just a lot of stuff people don't even know. Like the term uh, uh, adolescent or teenager is only uh, 51 years old. There's, you know, because they had this before you had child labor laws and, and all those different things. And then even even high school, 60 years ago, high school didn't exist. You you went to first grade through eighth grade, and then 13, you, got you went to work. Yeah. There was no such thing as high school 60 years ago. Yeah. All these are brand new concepts. What happens is, is that they only teach you what they want you to know in the generation, figuring that they pump you with so much information, you'll never go investigate what happened in the past. So you have no knowledge in the past, so you can't really change the future. Things just shift from generation to generation to generation. What I was going to say earlier, it was Roy Moore. I thought it was, but I wanted to verify that said things were better. Uh, oh, that was him as well. That was him. He, he says that America Strike was two. a better place at a time when slavery was still legal because families were united. That's a that's a direct quote. Who's, who's families? Family? <laughs> right. Yeah. Who? I, I, I would also and like how? an answer to that question. <laughs> How people are still mad at black people. I don't get it. Like what? Like what? What do we do? Do you hear this? You hear this, and you you pick a bone with me. What? I mean, I think for a statement <laughs> like that, you know, at least a hundred black males, specifically chosen around the country, should be able to line up and each get a chance to close line them. Oh my god! Just I'm I I would like to be in that number. Can it be? Can Please women, let me be one can, of them. I mean, what what's the deal? Let's open it up. For, for Wally say hundred because like that's wild because he looks pretty old and he might not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I I feel you though. I feel you. Like, how much more do you need to hear? But you still rather believe that black people just won't. They we just don't want to move on. No, we're lazy and we don't want to. We you know we don't want to. Just like Kathy Ray said, to, you know, to share, it's the same thing. Who you know? was it that said? Who was it that said? I mean, this has been said a thousand times, but somebody recently said. You act like you was a slave, or you act like your mama was a slave. Oh, that was and on that was on the on what's his name's uh, on the song. On the oh song yeah, the the one you played last that week. We featured last week. Yes, so I'm not racist. That is what it is. Yeah, so that's that's really how white people feel like. And the crazy thing about that is, is and I I I actually had a discussion with my dad about this. He was born in 1956. Wow. King was killed in '64. So that's not that's not. Two generations. That's not my great grandparents. That's my father yeah. was alive when Martin Luther King was killed. And what like, happened in the next year? The Civil Rights Act. Civil Rights Act. So we're not talking no hundred years, eighty years, ninety years ago. That's that's my dad was alive for that. We can sit down. I remember having conversations with um, my my great grandmother, uh, who was half Native American and and black. Mm-hmm. And I remember her telling me about what it was like for her growing up. And I mean, th- this is how we learn. And I thank God, you know, India Ari has a song and it's so important that young people, we got to talk to older people. Yes. We have to keep that dialogue going and ask questions and give them, give yourself the opportunity to learn history through the eyes of people who actually lived it. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. it's going to be so different from what you see in your history books or what, you know, people in the public would, would have you believe. And the, I mean, they they're it's to the point now where they're almost trying to write slavery out of the history books. Yeah. They, you know, they're calling it 
uh, what in involuntary migrant workers or something like crazy? that. And I'm like, what? Immigrant? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, involuntary immigration or something like that. And I'm like, wow. Like it, it, it kind of scares it, me because it, it's yeah. like in 40 years, what are what's the understanding of those situations going to be for the youth? Like what? It, when we when we discuss the transatlantic slave trade, what it, what is that going to mean? Like, are they just going to be like, oh yeah, that was just some some Africans that got put on boats and they came over here and worked for, you know? <laughs> you know, Tavis Smiley a few years ago in Los Angeles before uh, I moved back here, he had uh, it was by USC. It was one of the museums close to downtown. He had an expose. It was like there for almost two weeks. It was all on the transatlantic slave trade. I went through it twice. Uh, the stuff I learned, you come out basically in tears. Pretty much everybody did. Because the things that happened during that time, you, you just can't imagine it. So think about this. You know, you got the people who couldn't make it and the people who got diseases from, you know, feces and stuff being at the bottom of the ship. They just threw them overboard. You know, women were having babies and then during that time, uh, the, you know, the love boats were famous. Yeah. Uh, and this is where, you know, the whole, they'd have them dancing, bug dancing for them. And then they, they would force the, uh, the males to watch them having sex with their wives. Wow. Uh, they would force, uh, wow. they would force brothers to have, uh, uh, sex with their sisters or their mother or, wow. and all kind of different stuff like that. And then if they didn't do it, they would kill them. They really, they really, 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 really thought we weren't human. No, I don't want to say thought. They really treated us like we were wow. not human. So, and, and then there were a lot of people who actually believed that. So that, that was burned into their brain. Which you know, I've said this a thousand times before. White people have just been just as brainwashed as black people. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they believe that. So how easy is it to kill somebody who you don't believe has a soul? Yeah, I have no words for that, man. That's just it's, this is all sad. it is, and 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 you we, you can't escape it. You know what I'm saying? That's I'm really thankful for this. Like, I don't want to say new wave, but this resurgence of woke black people that refuse, like you were saying, it is scary to imagine what what is going to be taught to our kids. All right. But there, I I know for me, I I refuse. <laughs> I'm not. My kids will know. All right. Think, think about this because I got a case you're reading now. A black history, big old book thing right now. But think about this. Whenever you have Asian Americans, and I love them, and you have a festival and they show their culture, people will rob by that and they'll say, wow, how beautiful is that? Mm -hmm. Native Americans, wow, how beautiful is that? Hispanic Americans, wow, let me taste your few food. Whenever black people put on a dashiki, start celebrating African oh. culture, well, why y'all got to do that? Why can't you just be glad you're American? It's never said to anyone else. And as a matter of fact, they don't even see it as beautiful. Yeah. And so you have to deal with that every day. No, I'm not picking cotton. You know, no, uh, you know, I'm not being whipped every day. N none of that is happening. But the mentality, the superiority mentality that you have is still maintained. You still think less of me. I still have to fight. There are so many nuances that come. The trauma with is still there. Well, it's residual. Even just what you said about everybody else being able to have a festival, even even in us celebrating Africa, that's still a continent. That's over what? How many countries in Africa? Exactly. Sixty something. Like that's not even that's not even separating how many different tribes, how many different dialects, and you know, 
Like we can't, we really, that's all we have is the continent of Africa. Like it's not like we can, you know, unless you do your DNA or something, it's not like you know what tribe you're from. Like they literally disconnected us from from basically our lineage. Like yeah. it's just Africa. And after Africa, it's, you know, what, what else do you have? Everybody needs to read uh, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. It's uh, America's Legacy of Enduring Injury and Healing by Dr. Uh, Joy DeGruy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she's brilliant. Yeah, so you know who I'm talking she's about. She's brilliant. I have this book on my phone. I've been going through it, but it's called Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. Uh, it, it'll just open your eyes. So yeah. the, way, the way you even, like black people, you can, you can get an eight-year-old who knows nothing about anything, but they feel inferior. Why? Mm-hmm. I remember being feeling inferior as a child. And they, they've showed it in studies where they'll they'll have a black doll and they'll have a white doll yeah. and they'll you oh, know Oh I, I chose to, Hulk Hogan over junkyard dog. And and it's like kids don't even realize why they're doing it. It's just subliminal programming that we don't even recognize is just in us. That's what it is, subliminal programming. Um ooh, that that let's move on. <laughs> um What else we got? Well, first of all, let me just say that our thoughts and prayers are with everybody in California. Over 4,000 homes. Man. I've never seen any. It looked like hell on earth. Man, you know what? That's the exact it same thing. It looked like when hell they sh- on earth. The video where the car is driving on the highway yeah. and it's like the whole. I was like, I've God never Lee. seen anything like that in my life. Apparently, this is the worst wildfire in history. I'm still moving back if I get the chance. Pastor Dan, what's I'm, going on with California I'm where everything keeps. Why does everything keep catching fire out there? Like, it seemed like it's... Oh, well, because there's been a water shortage <laughs> oh, and, okay. uh, for the last two years. And they've been rationing water. Like, you can only water your lawn so much. And so, after a while up in those hills, when it gets dry, it may be some water at the bottom. But if the right breeze blows by, because fire, those kind of fires are normal. and But the firefighters can handle them. This year, it just got out of control. In December, normally you would see stuff during the fall and the summer. That's yeah. that's what was shocking to me is like it's not even summertime. Right. Yeah, that's just it's just it's just dry in California right now. It's extremely dry. Four thousand homes and 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 more. That that's. So I know Tony Granite texted me his his house uh, barely barely skipped it, uh, but then I know what to do. These. I just, it's, just it's, buy a house in the hood. You don't have to worry about it. Our <laughs> fires considered natural disasters. Nobody. Yes, they, they are. So what's so all the natural disasters in 2017? It's just been enough to like shake you to your core. The yeah. hurricanes. God is speaking, ain't he? I hate, I, I just, uh, Get right, church, and let's go home. Nope, we're not going to go there. Nope, you're not going to do it because I'm outnumbered. <laughs> no, because I'm not people it. always do that. They always do that as if God wasn't speaking. We, we just, I, I just hate that religious stuff. I can't stand it. Right. I, I can't stand it because it's going on now. Can we segue into Jerusalem being named the capital? Oh, man. Of Israel and how this is prophetic. Oh, is it? Yeah. So I got I got major issues with this, and I might as well just be okay. Just with explain it, it though, because okay. I'm listening. So, yeah, so basically, right now, Jerusalem and Palestine, the Jews and the Palestinians have been in thousands of years of war. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an ethnic religious battle, and whoever, uh, if if Jerusalem is officially the capital, that means they can start building on the dome again. 
This is where people believe that Jesus will actually return and sit on the high priest chair in that building. Uh, right now, uh, the Muslims own it. And uh, if that ever, now, a lot of people don't understand, America recognizing that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, they say is a step forward into biblical prophecy. So now we're nowhere close to the end. But this, it doesn't work that way. Because first of all, they're hoping for something that God doesn't even work out of anymore. That's old covenant. Jesus is not coming back to sit on the throne to reinstitute sacrifices and all the rest of that stuff. It's just not happening. Uh, so it has nothing to do with that. This is a this is another uh, ploy by Trump, successful to continue to speak to the fears of his base. So they people already believe that Trump is the one that's supposed to usher in the end times. So he's just speaking to that base. I'm telling you, he's got advisors around him saying, "Hey, if you do this, this will embolden the base." So he is being briefed on what conservative white evangelicals believe, and he just moves in that direction. And this is really what it is. It's a political ploy for him because, see, he's been under such fire. This is a play for him to not lose his base. So he's going religious. That's all it is. I mean, it just, it honestly just makes me sad because I, I know there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing good that's going to come of it for the people who live in that region. All it's going to do is just, and I, and I, I think I read last night that they the you know the fighting has already started over there and you know it's just sad um, that religions on both sides that claim to be peaceful can't coexist because of what some idiot said like yeah and it's unfair I feel like everything that Trump says um, just causes other people pain like he's right. always you know, causing trouble for other people and not just a few people for <laughs> entire ethnicities and, um, you know, religious backgrounds. And it's just, he's so careless. Right. Um, and he, I mean, golly, um, let's, let's wrap this up. I, I guess I'll end it with the news that Roland Martin's show on TV one has been canceled. Now to my knowledge, this was the only news show that was geared toward, african-americans from african-americans is that true do you guys know it is very true so to see this be canceled due to budget cuts that was the reason they gave budget cuts wow budget cuts i don't even know what to say about this you know roland martin is my dude don't agree with everything uh don't definitely do not agree with everything but um just from watching his show i've learned so much about us yeah. as a people. He's super educated. Um, and I, and I loved his commentary. So this sucks. Not good. So I, I don't there, have any words about this. Is I'm there, pretty, I'm pretty angry about this. So y'all need to go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> is there, is there like any, anything they put in place for this? Like they just like the show scrapped and, and that's just it. It would see it would, but it would almost be worse if they scrapped this show and replaced it with something else. Yeah, because that's, yeah, that's saying that right. something was wrong with the show, and I don't, I don't re recall seeing any complaints about uh, news yeah. now. Uh, I know that uh, Roland Martin is resourceful. I know he has a podcast, um, but he, I mean, I hope he's thinking of a master plan. BET. Uh... You know, y'all need to do something. Somebody, <laughs> right? Somebody. BET been making wrong moves. This right, could be the right, right one to set BET. Somebody, 
somebody because this is just stupid. <sighs> well, was well, that what is that all of what matters to you? That, that's all of what matters to you. Unfortunately, there weren't a lot of light stories this week. I mean, yeah, that was kind of heavy. It was, was kind of heavy. It was, and, but you know what? It is what it is. It, I mean, we can't escape it. And you know, this show is not purely entertainment based. Um, I wish sometimes that it was, and all we had to do was talk about who was wearing what, who's sleeping with who, <laughs> and you know, sometimes we'll do that, but. Um, we just agreed when we started the show that we were going to have a responsibility to talk about things that are fun and, and not so fun. And then to say things that, that give people a perspective, one, that they're not willing to hear, and then two, that uh, they, they need to hear. I don't know if you guys listen to Joe Madison on uh, Sirius XM. Do y'all know who that is? Mm-mm. I don't. So extremely important voice has been for years and years in the black community. He tells it like it is. I got asked last week um, by some quote unquote high powered people when I spoke at Southmore's uh, uh, football banquet uh, for the end of the year for their football banquet. It's a lot of parents in there. A lot of people who do a lot of a lot of stuff, and they had asked me afterwards, "Have you ever considered being in politics?" And I said, well, oh, you know, we've gone, we've, we, you know, we've talked about, we talked this. about this. I said, well, I need somebody to erase some of my Facebook stuff first. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you got black Twitter working on your side, they'll bury it for yeah, they, you. Don't, they, don't worry. They can do that. I said, we'll, we'll see. We'll see because, you know, um, cause I'm just going to tell the truth. Yeah. I think that's what we need is truth tellers. Uh, honest, honesty and People that have sense, a working brain, with is you know good to start with. I'd say an education. An education. Because uh-huh. I because I be hearing Pastor Dan using big words. I I, Listen, I ain't heard you know. I ain't heard one today. I ain't heard one today. But I be hearing them big words. Jason stuck in one last week, unbeknownst. He gets Ooh. on my nerves. Like he he consistently. So you gonna learn. You gonna learn something today. I said he he been in my my trick bag here. Well, guys, you know what? Uh, what matters to you went a little long this week, which is fine. Um, so we're going to have to chop some time off of speak on it. So let's just move on uh, to the next segment. We will take a quick break and we'll be back with more Mutual Matters. I was, I mean, I was going to keep freestyling. Was that, that old, that's that old R&B thing. Uh, what was that run? Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> that was very, that was very uh, SWV. That, man, you that took was the very words right SWV. out of my mouth. That's well, exact- thank you. I mean, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> no. You know what? Really quickly, really quickly. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me let me shout out Bailey Bells. That's what I call her. Um, you introduced me to her show, and now we're like sister girlfriends. Okay, she's she she's my girl, and she texted me this week, and she was like, I randomly have that speak on it thing in my head, and I'm like, Yep, I've got the juice. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's 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 it right there. Yeah. 
It's catchy for a number of reasons with which I refuse. <laughs> You've already read me today. I don't need anything else. Okay, so focus. Welcome back to Mutual Matters Radio. I'm your girl, the lovely Helen Collins. Dan the man Thomas. And we have our guest with us, uh, excuse me, with us, Mr. TJ Calhoun, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, we asked our listeners to send in some suggestions for this segment, Speak On It, where we discuss whatever we want to discuss. And you sent in a really good question, and I, I actually want to hear uh, how this goes. So I'm going to turn it over to you to, to ask your question, and let's get it. Yeah, um, I've actually been reading uh, reading it for my second time. Uh, it's a book by... Um, Devon Franklin called uh, the Hollywood Hollywood Commandments and uh oh yeah is and, it a physical book yeah yeah I got the ebook but yeah it's it's in uh okay it's in I, you know I was gonna ask the bum it yeah. but it's an ebook so continue sorry um yeah so <laughs> <laughs> uh lost my train of thought I'm so sorry um you had been yeah reading the book. Devon Franklin uh, Hollywood Commandments and a uh, part of the book he talks about um working in Hollywood and how <clears throat> Excuse me. When he was coming up uh, in the church, a lot of people told him not to go into Hollywood, not to really delve into that world world because uh, it was a secular world and he was going to lose his faith and it was going to turn him away from God. And uh, I know I've I've discussed with a couple people my desire to open up my own business. And uh, like as soon as I say that, a lot of people. So is it going to be like a Christian business? And you going to have like you know, scriptures on the walls and everything like that. And I'm like, well, that, why? Why would I need to, you know, like, like I get where you're going, but doesn't that seem a little extra to you? And I, you know, it, it kind of got me thinking. Um, it seems like there's a, almost a negative connotation put on a lot of times when people um, who identify as Christians who follow Christ open up businesses or they go into worlds where, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus may not be the uh, the main focus of that career field or whatever. So I was just kind of wanted to get a dialogue going on, maybe why that is or why, uh, you know, it's looked at that way. Yeah, because I know just in that same vein, um, people have shared opinions with me about the podcast, expecting it because we're both Christians, mm-hmm. expecting it to be you know, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, right. and they, they criticize that aspect of the show. So I get what you're saying. It's frustrating, honestly. I'm glad they didn't criticize me because I'd have told them something. <laughs> <laughs> we know you would have. No, I think it's just, it's one of those things to where, okay, so this is, this is something, so let me bring in what the Lord said so we can be Christian again. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what the Lord said to me a few years ago. He said, Christians are so focused on not being of the world that they've literally taken themselves out of the world. But you got to be in the world to win the world. Mm. And the best example that I can give is, is, is God took Joseph from his family, which was the genesis of the Israelite nation because they hadn't become a nation yet. They were a family. He took him out of that through trials and tribulations, and then he became the second most powerful man in the world. Now, get this. This is what's, what the Lord showed me. This is what's crazy. So... Here is Joseph, and he's been in Israel for quite some time. He's the prime minister of Egypt. He's second in command, only to Pharaoh, and his brothers come to him. Now, if I hadn't seen my brothers in 10, 12 years, I mean, you know, it might be a while, but I know if you were my brother. So here's Joseph. 
looks like an Egyptian, talks like an Egyptian. He's dressed like one. He knows their language now. And here they are on the outside. They can't even recognize who he is. Man. They can't even recognize. So God says, okay, so take, take yourself, right, and put the mindset of a Christian and just inject him into that culture. They would swear up and down that Joseph was a sinner because he looked like an Egyptian. He talked like one. Everything he did was, but he never once behind closed doors bowed his knee to any other idol gods. And God says, don't you think this is what I'm doing in your day and time? I'm hiding people in the world. And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, the problem with the church is they need to be more worldly. Mm. Y'all hear that? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh-oh. It's about, it's about 50 sanctified Yo, folks yeah. that just turned the podcast oh, yeah. off on that one, boy. <laughs> that Long is word. not of God. He said, and, and he says, here's the proof that you're really doing what the job is. They can't tell you belong to me until you tell them. Man, that's dope. That's jo- dope. Joseph's brothers didn't know that that was his, that was, until he said it. That's I'm, dope. That's Bible, right? That's dope. <laughs> I'm in the book. <laughs> that's dope. I never looked at it this like that. Just, I like that. Let me I like say, that. this is what he does. Right? Okay? Come on, you better this teach us, sir. Does. You better teach us. <laughs> we, we should be able to tell that you, no, you shouldn't be. Because I'm undercover. Now, mm. I'm not I'm not there for you. And there are people like Franklin who are building bridges that we never be able to build because we somehow think that the world is supposed to be hidden. The church is supposed to be hidden from the world. But Jesus didn't even say that. He said, hey, you're a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. And then the, 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 the Bible even goes on to say, if the gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. Well, how can it be lost? It's how can it be hid to them that are lost? Because those that are found are hiding it. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, he it, just said a whole lot uh, right there. I mean, so I don't really like, if you can't, you know, get on, you look at people like, I don't know if you've, uh, listened, uh, dark child, you know, Rodney Jerkins, love mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Uh, man, he said that, uh, every artist that he brings in that he works with, he lets them listen to Marvin Winans and, uh, they don't know who he is. Most of the time, the music of Marvin Winans that they, that they're listening to doesn't have the name Jesus in it. Oh, that gets every week. It happens. Like, why? <laughs> it's week. either police sirens <laughs> or some stupid stuff. But they're listening for melodies, and then they get interested. Who is that? Oh, that guy sounds sweet, so sweet. So he uses stuff like that to inject into it. And, you know, we just don't know how to talk to the world. All we know how to do is point at them and say, this is what you're doing wrong. So, you know, there's a place for those people, and, and there's not nothing wrong with them. I mean, but it will always be inside that building. Because their God is too safe. Mm. Now, for those of us who really believe when Jesus said, go ye into all the world, not into all the church, those of us who really believe the command that he gave, we're going to go there, and some of us are going to have on suits, and we're going to be politicians, we're going to be CEOs of companies, we're going to be this and that, and all the rest of the, Like, you guys are familiar with Highland Milk, right? You remember that, that company, Highland Milk? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. right. So the guy that... The you know he had these farms out in California. What dude was a Christian? Well, there was another guy who sold milk too, and he says, "Man, you know I'm on the other side of the country. We're not competitors. Tell me what you're doing." He said, "Okay, well meet me tomorrow at this restaurant. I'll, I'm going to show you." So this was his turn. He knew this guy didn't know the Lord. He knew the Lord, so he thought he was going to give him a tour of his farms and show him all the secrets. You know how they're breeding their cows. So they meet. He said, "I'm going I'm to introduce you to the guy in the morning." 
So they get to this restaurant, and he says, uh, so where's the other guy? Because they've been sitting there for about 30 minutes. Is he late? He said, no. He's been here the whole time. Mm. He said, well, who is it? He says, the Holy Spirit. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so that's the way he introduced him to the Lord, and the, and the guy ended up getting saved later on. But you got to be wise. See, that was wise. But we don't know how to do that. It's just basically turn or burn, in or out, right or wrong, white or black. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, frustrating to me. It's just really frustrating. It is. And and especially when you know you know what God told you to do. Right. But right. people, you know, as soon as you put that thing out into the world and you actually start trying to make that a reality, then you open yourself up to all this criticism. And it's not even from uh, it's not even from other people it's from your own base yeah yeah and they i mean and they have those stupid expectations you're gonna put scriptures on the bag and yeah. are you gonna are there gonna be you know prayers there gonna be yeah. a prayer line next to the food line and, and i it's think just the one that the one that sticks out in my mind the most is lecrae lecrae has caught so much so much like man like and it's all coming from christians other christians that have a problem with you know, um, secular artists that he's worked with and stuff. But even even the secular artists themselves do interviews and stuff, and they talk about how, you know, having that relationship with Lecrae has helped build their faith. And now oh, they're yeah. reading their word and they're doing... Carl Lentz is another one. Um, oh, yeah. You know, his relationship with Justin Bieber and different other guys. And people are like, man, you're supposed to be a Christian. And, you've, and it's like, well, if I only talk to other Christians, then how does the gospel get to people who haven't heard it? Like, right. If I if I don't ever have a conversation with somebody who's not already familiar with God, then how do they ever hear the gospel? Like, you know, right. There's two things I think about that. What you just said was incredibly excellent. But if I'm the light of the world, right, light doesn't shine best in light. It shines best in darkness, darkness. as far as I know. And, <laughs> here, but here, and here's a, here's the type of Christianity we have. We love to fish in the aquarium. <sighs> Try one of clues bombs for that. Like seriously, <laughs> go after these fish that are already caught, because we we hate rejection. Which and, and it's, they're not even rejecting us; they're rejecting the message. So the, we got to get the messages wrong. You don't actually. You never find anywhere. This is gonna mess somebody up, but you never find anywhere where Jesus says, "Go tell everybody they're sinners," and then I'll accept them if they except the fact that they're sinners. You never even, there, there's no, there's nowhere in scripture that says that. There's not even a scripture that says, if you believe in Jesus, you'll go to heaven. Actually, what he said was that when you believe in me, he says, you're going to become the church. The word church was a word that Jesus hijacked from the culture. Um, uh, it, it was the word that, that word ecclesia was used. Uh, it's the same word for the Roman word, senate. Now, who decided what will go on in the Roman world and all their provinces. The Roman Senate, these guys got together, they made up all the laws, the statutes and the ordinances for every Roman province in the world. So when Jesus says, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, he's saying, hey listen, the Romans have their church, their Senate, and they control everything in the Roman world, but you guys have a higher assignment you guys, if you do what I tell you to do, you're the church for the whole world because what you say in the earth is going to control what the earth does. Mm -hmm. And this is why they had the idea that they could change the world because it's Jesus literally elevated their sin over the Romans. 
That's why they died for it. Because, and that's another problem because people don't know who they really are. They don't know that what the church does actually makes the world go around. That's why I'd say racism will be pervasive in the world as long as it's pervasive in the church. As long as we're comfortable with segregated Sundays, mm. then it'll always be pervasive in the world. Whatever the church refuses to fix or confront will remain an issue in the world. Mm. We got more power than the regular Senate. And Jesus was telling these guys, this is who you are. God has chosen you to make decisions for the world. The earth belongs to you. The Bible, the earth belongs to the sons of men, not these other guys. But, you know, I guess I'm a heretic, you know. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if I need to weigh in on that. I, I think he said it. I think you said it. And I'm just not even going to listen to it. Like, before, it used to bother me. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to feel accepted. You know, when I first became a Christian, I didn't want to feel rejection, mm -hmm. you know, from my crew, I guess you could say, but now I'm like, I just, but it's so good though, because how many people are wondering that, you know, I just tell people like the way I live my life is that if something is not directly violating the command of God, then it's probably permissible. Then I have the, the next question I ask myself, okay, if it's permissible. It's not violating the direct command of God. Now, the next question I ask myself is, how much will it profit me? Mm. Am I going to get anything from this? And if, it, and if it's neutral, then I'll probably do it. You know, uh, like I had went down memory lane, you know, listening to a few Tupac songs yesterday. Hmm. <laughs> you know, and this was right before I finished my sermon or right before I started studying. You ain't but saved. But I guess I was probably in the wrong spirit. You ain't saved. <laughs> you know Repent. Because I'm, cause I'm listening, you know, to Tupac. Or oh, oh, oh Andre and Ice Cube about an hour before I got into the into my sermon study. I have a question. Am I it, so so? I can be a Christian and I can cuss. <laughs> <laughs> how how less of a Christian am I <laughs> if I slip up and say some words, <laughs> drop some bombs? That has that has nothing to do with your Christianity. Oh, good. It has everything to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has everything to do <laughs> with like knowing who you are and where you are. Like if you know if I'm if I've got a a newborn Christian in my car, I mean, there's probably certain things I'm not gonna listen to or do around certain people because I know that's meat they cannot handle. You know, and then you know the world we live in today doesn't necessarily smile on Christians cussing. So I may have to pull back a little bit because my responsibility is not only to God, my responsibility is not only to uh, my fellow Christian brother and sister, but it's also to the world. Uh, so sometimes I pull back, not because it's wrong, but because, you know, I'm, I'm a light and I'm a witness. Yeah. Uh, and so you just, you know, you have your close knit circle you know, to where, and I, I don't know what you say in the dark, you know, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not here to condemn you, <laughs> but you know, you just have to, you know, around certain people, I'm just not going to do certain things because I know they won't ever understand. I agree with that. And I, of course I was asking in fun, but no, uh, it was we, really, I mean, that's a legit we, we question. We know who you are. Well, I, I feel like you, <laughs> that's a legit I mean, question. if we can set some people free. Yeah. You know, in, in this moment where, you know, people are not constantly living in condemnation, feeling like... I mean, the way the way I look at it, um, you know, just my own personal understanding, I feel like God changes the heart of a person first. And that 
while that process is going on, there's still a few outward things that still may manifest and cussing may be one of them. You know, if you, if that's something you're striving to stop, you know, um, so I don't really trip about it when people do it. You know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes in my prayer life, when I'm talking to God is, is a very transparent, a very open and a very raw conversation. And sometimes, yeah. I mean, it is, yes. it's not PG, right? You know, right. Yeah. I don't think God got off his throne and said, all right, this week angels don't do nothing for him. <laughs> You know, I, I just Listen doubt to that boy's I just, mouth. <laughs> ain't taught him nothing. I just doubt that's gonna happen. I mean, you got people in the Bible who, like, you look at look at Jonah, how he ran from God. Uh, you you know, uh, Jeremiah. I talked about this today. He called God a liar, just straight out. He says, "You're like a brook that was going one way, and you went this way. I'm not preaching you for preaching for you no more." Uh, you know, you got people who did. I mean, you got Peter who denied Christ. And the last time he denied him, it was three words he used for deny. I won't go through all of it. But the last one that he said that he used in the Greek, it literally means that Jesus didn't even exist. Oof. And so you don't get nowhere. I mean, you could you could argue that what Peter did was worse than what um, um, my man who sold him for 30 Judas. pieces. Judas. Yeah, it was worse. Judas, yeah. So I think, you know, you'll be all right. I mean, I think God can handle it. He's, you know, he's a big boy. Well, that's definitely comforting. Um, <laughs> it's not a license, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me put back on my pastor hat. <laughs> well, um, this was fun. I feel like this was very uh, informative. Is that a boring word to say informative? No. no. I hope it was entertaining. I know a lot of people don't like to get into the deeper things that cause pain or cause discomfort. <clears throat> but we just, we just don't run from those kind of things on this show. Um, do you have any final thoughts, Dan? I don't this week. Okay. I just want to say, I think this is really dope. Like y'all, <laughs> y'all are really, really like from a genuine place. This is really dope. I enjoy listening. This is like, I was so nervous coming out. I was like, yo, this is like, <laughs> this is like Mutual Matters Radio. Like, bro. Like, well, we here. We out here. You know what I'm saying? Mama made it. You feel right, me? Like, right, right. this is a glow up right now, man. Like, I really think this is dope. And I hope y'all keep, you know what I'm saying, keep putting out good content, man. I could definitely see this, like, on the radio somewhere or something like that. Well, I appreciate that. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. It's just... You know, everybody has a, uh, oh, I will say something. I will say oh, this. Oh, okay. Just because, you know, you got to encourage yourself sometimes. You put a seed in the ground, and when you put a seed in the ground, there's always a period of anonymity. You don't see that seed for a while. You water around it. Uh, you make sure that there are no weeds around it. You trust that that seed is connecting with the soil. So there's a period of invisibility that every seed has to go through before mm. it comes up out of the dirt. And so... <laughs> You know, that's just where we are right now. You came in on one. Yeah. I see. Well, that's a good word because it can get, I get, you know, that's that a good reminder. That was for me, man. I needed that one. It was for the both of us, okay? Hear me. It was for the both of us because I, I get, I talk to him all the time, you know, frustrated because I feel like, you know, I want to see, you know, I see the behind the scenes work that we that we both do and I want to see yeah. the fruit of that immediately. And yeah. so... 
He's always, whether, I, I don't always like it, but he's always there to be like, bro, like, <laughs> chill. <laughs> she be like, only this many plays, I'll be like, all right. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I do pay attention to that stuff because I'm kind of like the logistics person and I'm always trying to see, you know, how to how to improve the show, but. Anybody that uh anybody that was doing anything or is doing anything significant now, they were doing it when somebody found them. That's why you can't quit. Yeah. A lot of people quit and then they don't realize that people are looking for people in motion who are already doing something. So when you quit, the people who are looking for somebody can't find you. Yeah. You got the, you just gotta keep doing it. The saying goes that it takes ten years to make an overnight success. Mm-hmm. So what the world, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, like, why have I not known about it? And it's like, we've been doing this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's kind of one of the things I have to keep reminding myself too. You know, I'm ready, like, like you know, God, I, you've been telling me about opening up this, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's, what's going on? And right. It's like, there's a process to it. Like, maybe, maybe, you know, there's still some things that I need to show you before you get to that point. So, Definitely. it's 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 frustrating, but I think in the end, we'll both all of us be like, it was worth it. We're going to be talking it. about it was worth it. You're like, like, you remember <laughs> when I was like, hey, like, clip. right. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. You don't even know God is so, he don't even tell you what he's working on. Is it you? Is it somebody on the outside? Are you preparing to play? He don't even tell you. He stays quiet the entire time and just lets time go by and just expects you to trust him, which is extremely frustrating. Man. It's extremely frustrating because <laughs> he, like, once you once you get the promise and you go to the process, he don't really talk that much. Listen. Man. He talks a lot Man. at the beginning. Whoa, repeat that. Man. Repeat that. Yeah, so once, you, once he gives you the promise, he talks. You go to the process, he's not saying much. He's not saying yeah. much. And you're, 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 the idea is to hold on to what he told you at the beginning, and that's what's true. Uh, and that's what I figured out. And I, you know, I have my times. I'm like, man, what is up? Man. Right. But you have your own. And, and, then, and the worst, the, the trap, the quicksand of the process is comparing yourself to other people. That's the quicksand. Man. And a lot of people get stuck there. And when you do that, that's, and that's why most dreams don't happen. It's because of comparison. Okay, so I really don't even want to stop you because you just in the vein of things. Like <laughs> he's talking good. He like talking he talk real, real good. good. Okay, but he I'm thinking, what good. should we name this episode? What what should we call this? You can call it in the middle, I guess. In the middle. In the middle. Oh, oh, come on, Isaac yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Isaac Curry from Wave of the Way though. Back in the day. Oh man, that was with the braces. And you th- with uh, John P. Key, is that too far back for you? Yeah, I, I'm lost. John P. Key is too far back for you? That, How old that, are you, Helen? That that particular album. Twenty five. You, oh, you know who Isaac Curry is, though. Right? I know who Isaac Curry is. Yeah, so him and Lowell, they got their start with John P. Key. I don't know yeah. who Lowell is. I know. Really? Yeah, that's back when he was skinny, real skinny. Yeah. He, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Blossomed. I will send. I will send you a screenshot of. You, look up the song "Wave It Away." Wave it away. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people that got this start with John P. A lot of people. That's another subject. I will reveal <laughs> some things. Oh boy. About those starts. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> I feel like I don't. I feel like I don't oh, need right, to hear. Sorry that. about that, folks. 
I feel like I don't need to hear that when that's going to taint John P's music for me. I'm, I'm going to pass. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, maybe when the mics are off, just, just tell me real quick. But, All right, no problem. Um, man, thank you so much man, for coming on the thank show. Thank you for having me. For your you, continued man. support. Thank you, everybody, that, that listens uh, faithfully to Mutual Matters. Tell a friend this week, okay? Tell a friend about the show. Uh, make sure to like, share, subscribe, review, rate. That about covers Repost. <laughs> All of it, we look at all of it. All of it matters. It keeps us encouraged. Um, and that's it. We'll catch you uh, next, next week. Next week for more mutual matters. Mm-hmm.